you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to Night City Stories, a podcast about our experiences in Cyberpunk 2077. This episode, we're going to talk about the main missions down the street and both sides now. Actually, technically speaking, both sides now is not a main mission, but we'll talk about why we're going to actually talk about that. Uh, my name is Jared, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with my friend Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, hey, hey. I want a cool name like nick that takes years bob <laughs> it's been years, years. of con- a constant podcast <laughs> you can't you can't force it you have to like it's organic just says you know and i'm here come. with the pain in the ass bobby schisler <laughs> <laughs> and also here with our other friend justin maxi also known as big juicy hog Hey, what's up? And also, I have one for uh, for Bob. He could be Bukaki Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he wants that one to stick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even want Kabuki either, but yeah. Oh, man. So uh, I'd like to welcome any new listeners. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you're a new listener, please just don't turn off the podcast immediately after hearing the word Bukaki, because <laughs> uh, there is an explanation for that. And also, welcome back, any returning listeners. Thanks for uh, you know coming back in, especially after we had our little two week unexpected hiatus. Uh, that was unexpected. Uh, we are all my fault, all my fault. So sorry about that. Uh, but hopefully, you know, we can get this uh, train moving and rolling again smoothly. Uh, you know, we love to have you guys join our Discord. So you can join us at mash.gg/discord, and you can come and talk about Cyberpunk, or just join the Mashless Buttons community. We talk about it and play a bunch of different games. So we'd love to have you there. So before we get started this week, uh, two things I want to talk about. One, I got the Rayfield, that supercar that Bob was talking about. I did go back and get the Rayfield. I found out where, well, I didn't find it. It's not like I discovered it. I'm not Christopher Columbus here. Well, he didn't discover anything either, but still. Uh, true, you know, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, I was looking for that Nash's cave, and I was going to, like, the far ends of the Outlands and stuff like that. And by the way, there's no border on the Outland, right? Like, you basically just hit a certain point where the game tells you to turn around or you're going to blow up or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. This, uh, the same thing happens to you when you go to the when you jump the fence and go to the the uh, the launch site for for um space. It just keeps telling you to go back. Right. So, um, yeah, I uh, I was on the outskirts of the Outlands or the Batlands, never found it, and then I just looked it up. I should just looked it up in the first place, but I looked it up. And it's right by the hotel, not the hotel motel, but the Sunset Motel. It's like right there. It's like behind it and up a little bit. Well, there's, it's not far at all. Yeah, and there's two different ways you could get in too. Well, that's the thing. The entrance that you don't like, the other entrance, the other side, it's close to the to the to the uh, 
to the motel, which like, well, Pan Am, why didn't we just go straight out of the fucking cave instead of backing up and going all the way back? <laughs> <laughs> like, we could have been there in no time. You know, so there was that. But I did go back and get the Rayfield. Um, it is a nice car. It is a nice. It's so vehicle. I told you, dude, it's sweet. I was just kind of sad because I got it so early on. It's the only vehicle that I would actually do the inside driving. Like the like the 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 first person view driving. It's that nice on the interior. Oh, it's super nice. How that that being said though, for the most part, I still prefer driving the Porsche around because it has better handling than that car. I feel like it I, does have yeah. Do you, have you guys gotten the coyote? Is that I, the um the nomad car? Yeah, not not the little tiny one that you get that was yours, but yeah, it's out there in the uh in the out or in the Badlands, and it looks kind of like a I don't know how to explain it, a little bit Batmobile-ish, but it's super durable. It's really fast and has great maneuverability. I've got I know what you're talking about. I I don't I you know what I steal those from people like I steal those from people that I kill in the Badlands. Yeah. I never I haven't bought one yet. I've got that orange one. Do you have to go to the bottom left? Of the city, not the outland part, but it's like a industrial area, bottom left, southwest or whatever. I bought it there, but it's like orange. It's got like like boosters on the back. Like that's my out my outland car. That that one's pretty good too. But I just prefer the the Batmobile car. Yeah, and it, it's nice. It has like a spoiler that comes up out of the uh, the trunk when you go fast enough. Like, it's a cool car, but, like, in terms of, like, whipping around the city, it goes too fast to drive in certain parts of the city. That's the thing. Um, yeah, so, like, I prefer driving the Porsche around because it just has better handling in general. It goes really fast. It has better handling. I wish this game had good car chases because that would have been an awesome car to have a car chase in, the Porsche. Yeah, you know? well, see, and the Porsche is kind of hard for me. Do you, do you use a controller to drive also? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Huh. Weird, because the the other one's much easier for me. The Porsche seems to whip the, seems to tail whip a whole lot more. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just kind of control it. I mean, that the problem with the with the Rayfield is that it just it's a longer car. You know, it's a longer, bigger car, and so the Porsche can really just kind of like just really whip in and out of traffic. You know, and and, and get into those tight spaces that you need between like two cars and stuff like that without damaging the car that is so important to me i wish you could turn car damage off uh but i don't want the car damaged as i'm driving around so but yeah i did get the rayfield bob is correct you can just go back and and, and pick it up when you get it it's yours uh also very important announcement for the show the mystery of bukaki has been solved <laughs> we know where Bob saw that shit that he was talking about. So originally, let's recap. I don't even know how many episodes ago, Bob says that Takamura called Bukaki an art form. That's what he said. He said in the conversation, Bob, you know, Takamura calls Bukaki an art form. Me and Hog are like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know, he, 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 I, I, we do not recall this conversation. So I was like, okay, maybe he said Kabuki instead. I'm pretty sure he said Kabuki. I remember, I kind of remember that conversation, right? But, you know, I've been looking for that conversation again since, you know, I, I play the other characters. And I finally came across it. And what it is, it's not an actual voice conversation with Takamura. It is a text conversation with Takamura 
after you talk to Wakako. When like when you do down the street, the mission we're going to talk about today, at some point, uh, uh, Takamura will text message you and he'll ask you. Well, first of all, I have a complaint. These cyberpunk uh, text messages, I don't understand why they can't get them to show up in the correct order. Yeah, it's okay? annoying. The the messages don't show up in the correct order, and it's fucking annoying. So it's like it, because, it's like hit or miss too. Yeah, cell phones is. devolved in 2077. They can't have your yeah. new text up top. And when I say they show up in the wrong order, it's like, okay, so this is Takamori says, hello, V. Uh, Wakako Okoda, uh, you think, uh, you do not think she will betray us? And then you can respond. But in reality, what the messenger said, uh, hello, V. Um, I'm in Kabuki. I have two questions. That should have been the second part of the, of the text. Because the two questions are, one, can we trust Wakako? And two, why, how could anyone call this filthy slum Kabuki? Kabuki is an art form, which that's where Bob got it from. Yeah, it turns so. out that I just see the two words the same. Because when Job posted the, the screenshot in chat today, I was, I was like, see, I told you. And then he's like, no, you said Bukaki. And I was like, oh, you're right, I did. Okay. <laughs> I, I just literally was seeing the two words as the same thing and not realizing it. Sorry, I don't. I'm not real versed in Bukaki. Like I, I literally only heard, <laughs> like have have heard about its existence like two years ago, and I didn't research it after I was told what it was. So I know you I, lie. I saw the Your two, lips I are moving. I mean, let's. I mean, let's let's be honest. If you guys are into that, list listers, you know, I'm not here to judge, but that's disgusting. That sounds judgy. Yep. It, it sounds very judgy. <laughs> I said Bob. I'm not here to judge, but I was just telling you my opinion. Sound that's very judgy. I'm not here to judge, but you know, that's, you got to be careful with butts. Look, I'm not a racist, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude, but yeah, yeah exactly, anything with a so. butt, uh, everything before it is automatically erased. Now I ain't trying to start <laughs> shit, but uh, so. Yeah, so yeah, we finally we finally got that taken care of. We can put that one to rest. So I think we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh and go ahead and retire that joke now here <laughs> on episode fifteen. Good, of yeah, good, stories. Good. We got a lot of good use out of it. <laughs> we sure did. Absolutely. Good times. If I ever have time one day, I'll put together a montage. <laughs> oh god. Uh okay, so let's recap a bit. Last week you know, from a from a story progression perspective, or last episode, I should say, I don't. We, we didn't like move too far, right? We literally talked to Anders Hellman and then came outside and talked to Johnny. But there was a lot packed into that those conversations. So we talked to Anders Hellman, who told us, you know, what the prototype relic was really designed for, and come to find out, it was designed to, you know, it was it was commissioned by Saburo Arasaka. He either wanted to transmit his likeness into the relic. So that it can go into somebody else's body or somebody else's likeness so it can go into somebody else's body. But either way, that relic was the relic you have in your head. The prototype is special because it was designed to actually take over somebody's body once they died. Um, and then after that, we come out and we talk to Johnny about his motivations. It actually started off a, another a mission called Tapeworm, which there are three parts of. All, all talking about Johnny, I guess, getting to know Johnny. But, you know, he, he did talk about his motivations on why he wanted to take down Arasaka. So, from that point, um, obviously you can go anywhere in Night City. But from a main mission perspective, um, 
you know, you can go to do the down the street mission where, you know, Takamura wants you to meet him so you can talk to his contact at Arasaka. And hope. And the, the hope is that when you talk to this contact at Arasaka, they'll believe you and get the kind of get the gears turning to, you know, um, get your Nobu outed, you know, so. You meet Takamura at the dock. He, you know, says, good to see you, V. Takamura is always very nice. Not very nice, I say, but at least respectful to V. <laughs> you know, it's good to see you, V. Um, and, uh, you know, V is, uh, he's, they're like, you know, well, this place is pretty secluded. I, I guess they're a little nervous. And uh, Takamura says that it's appropriate to keep this, you know, meeting in secret. So, you know, V notes that Takamura is looking bad. And he's, you know, Takamura is like, well, that's because I've been robbing my money, implants, and dignity. He says the only good thing is that he goes unnoticed on the streets, you know? So like, you know, it, it makes it easier for him to move around. Uh, so V will ask about Takamura's contact. And, you know, he says that they'll be there shortly. And his name is Oda, who is the bodyguard to Hanako Arasaka. And Hanako is Saburo's daughter. So basically Oda is what Takamura was to Saburo, but to his daughter. That's what that's what Oda is. And uh, Takamura says if uh, he believes these stories, then he'll he'll let you meet with uh, Hanako. Oh, Hanako. Sorry. So you get a couple dialogue options here. You can either say he'll sell our asses out. And if you say that Takamura says he's a man of honor, so he won't do that. And V like sarcastically says, oh, well, yeah, there's, you know, you know, Arasaka's chock full of those people. And, you know, um, Takamura says. Don't confuse honor with your more with the with the morals that you live with, you know, basically saying that, you know, Oda has more honor than that. You can also say you can ask, can you trust him? And Takamura just says yes. And V scoffs and says, oh, that's convincing. And Takamura says he has nothing else to lose. But then V reminds him that they do have something to lose, mainly their life, <laughs> you know, so. um, <laughs> Yeah, that's how it goes. There's also there's a bunch in this kind in this. uh questioning there are a couple of corpo dialogue options which do actually make things inter more interesting in my opinion so the corpo option for this part is uh you know you'll say he uh, v will say that he hope he's uh he's not a stickler for arasaka protocol and takamura asks what are you talking about and see v says there's an unwritten rules in night city and it might be different in japan but in night city if ia heard that someone was treasonous or they found out that somebody might be committing treason. They prep an enhanced interrogator, send two elite squads with air support to grab the suspect. And Takamura says he understands where V is coming from, but if Oda had ulterior motives, like he wanted to actually, um, you know, kill them or take them in, he wouldn't need air support and he wouldn't need elite squads. He'd just be able to take care of it himself because he's that good, you know? And at first I was kind of thinking like, man, I mean, Takamura has no, has no confidence in himself. But then again, Takamura has none of his implants anymore, you know. So that's, yeah, he's, he's probably just being realistic, yeah. The only thing he has is like his, his brain for the most part. So he's just being realistic. Like, yo, if Oda wanted to kill us, we'd be dead. Like, there's nothing we could do about it, you know. So Oda arrives in his vehicle, which uh, Takamura says is a good sign because he usually travels camouflaged, which... If he showed up camouflaged, I would have been super pissed. I would have been pissed if he had some type of active camo. Because I'm like, where's my active camo? I know. Huh? I was just about to yeah. say that. <laughs> Why can't I be the predator? Yeah, like active camo not being in this game is a bit baffling to me. You know. You think that's it, it maybe. Fits, it fits. 
it fits, but would it? I mean, I guess you could just take it out when they come out with multiplayer, but it'd be pretty annoying in multiplayer. Is it? I mean, they just make something to counterplay it. Make yeah. the counterplay to the camouflage netrunners or something like that. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if you heard, but there's not going to be any multiplayer anymore. Oh, really? They no, I didn't hear it? this. They said that they, uh, they didn't flat out say they canceled it, but they said that they... I forget the wording that they use. We said it on the Mashes Button show, but they were essentially saying that they're kind of rethinking how they handle multiplayer. They're yeah. actually working on an overall... It, it sounds like they're building a multiplayer system, period, that they want to put into their games. Yeah. And yeah, this is not going to be Cyberpunk specific. They said the next AAA title they were supposed to work on, next AAA project, was the Cyberpunk multiplayer. But that's not happening anymore. So wow. this is it. I would actually be okay with just uh, some co-op. I think that would be fun for Cyberpunk to be able to play with your buddies. But if they're scrapping the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know. We might maybe out of guilt, we'll get some DLC or something like that. Because once they get the game fixed, mm-hmm. right, once they get the game fully fixed, they're going to need a way to entice people back to the game. So I wonder if maybe they'll refocus on just doing some uh, some uh, DLC or something. But. Yeah. I thought I had heard that there was going to be free DLC somewhere around mid-year or something. There was, but it was never anything substantial that we know of. So, well, Good thing about uh, CD Projekt Red is they usually put out really good DLC, and it's usually not like full price. It'll be like a $15, and you'll get a lot for it, at least in The Witcher 3 you did. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what they do. For all we know, they could completely revamp a bunch of the systems in the game to make it more enticing for people. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So Oda arrives. Good for him. No, uh, no camo. Because I would have had to. I would have had a sternly written tweet about that. Uh, you know. <laughs> but Oda and Takamura, you know, they exchange respectful greetings, and Oda asks, "Hey, talk. You know, is you know, Takamura, is this your thief?" And um, Takamura says, "No, this is my witness." He says, "Yeah, this is my witness." And uh, Oda says that he's been told you no things. And so you have two options, right? You can either say uh, Yorinobu strangled his father, which is just basically come out and flat out say that, you know, Yorinobu strangled Saburo. And then at that point, Oda tells you to stop talking. And then um, you can also say, um, you know, you're not going to like what I have to say. I need a guarantee. So Oda says that you have his guarantee and that Takamura and Takamura says you can trust Oda. And then you kind of just start explaining what happened at Kempeki Plaza, which is the same thing. Like you're basically explaining that, you know, Yorinobu strangled his father and he tells you to stop talking and says, you'll bring death to his, you know, you'll bring death to your door. And my thing is like, did he not know what you were coming there to talk about? That's what it felt like. Like, yeah, Yorinobu strangled his father. He's like, shut up. Don't want to hear it. Like, what? Like, Huh? Like you didn't know what we were here to talk about? Did you hear like you hear what did you think we were here to talk about? You know? Or maybe he thought I don't know, it could be that Oda thought he knew who the killer was. Like maybe it, but now that he found that it's 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 Yorinobu, it's like, "Oh, nope, not touching this one. Fuck out of here." Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think you're giving the writers too too much credit. I think there's just an <laughs> an, an oversight. Maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm giving the benefit of the doubt here. I'm trying to make this feel better, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but either way, you know, Takamura says that it's the truth and Hanako must hear it. And Oda says his only concern is keeping her safe in Night City. 
And Takamura asks if she's in danger, which Oda says not right now, but during the parade to Amasaburo, she will be. So Takamura is actually pretty pissed that Oda is prioritizing the parade over what V just told him. And Oda says, unlike Takamura, he hasn't failed to keep his oath, uh, which, you know, the oath is to keep the Arasaka family protected. So Takamura says he'll regret those words. And, you know, Oda says the only regret that he has is coming to see you. And he says there's a a price on their heads. And, you know, he's doing him a favor by not cutting it off and taking it directly to, to, you know, Yorinobu. And, you know, Oda asks Takamura what he'd do in his place, you know, and Takamura says he wouldn't extend him the favor. He'd just do it. He'd just just kill Oda and take his head to the, uh, you know, take his head to Yorinobu. And Oda says, consider yourself lucky that he's not Takamura. Um, you know what's funny about this conversation? This part of the conversation too. There's two points in this part of the conversation where you can interrupt. I guess if you think they're talking too long. But the funny thing about it is that it's shorter just to let them talk. If you interrupt, not only do you say what you're going to say, but they also pause what they're saying, and they literally just pick up the next line. There's no difference. It's not like they skip to another part of the conversation. So if you're speed running, just let them talk. If you're speed running, just let them talk. (laughs) You know, so yeah. I mean, you can always hit C too, so there's that option. Um, But, uh, you know, you get to the end of the conversation, and you have three dialogue options. Well, two, if you're a knight, uh, sorry, if you're a nomad or a street kid, three, if you're corpo. So you can say, Oda, gonna help us or not, and, you know, V's like, you know, we're talking about a guy who killed his father to take control of our Asaka. Are you interested or not? And Oda says he is not interested. <laughs> and then you can also say, you know, Hanako should decide for herself and says and tells Oda that, you know, they're not asking for a lot. And, you know, V says that Oda can't decide what's true or not for Hanako. Hanako should decide for herself. And Oda doesn't really respond to that to a degree. Like I said, we'll get into it. Now, if you're Corpo, this changes the way the end of the conversation works because the other two, in, uh, the other two um, options – Oda will just refuse to help. He says he'll let you leave the city, and if he sees you again, he won't be so lenient. So he's basically threatening you. All right. And then Takamura will tell him to be careful because they're all far from home. But if you're a corpo and you use the corpo option, V tells Oda that it, he has a duty to be truthful to his superiors. And Oda says he didn't come here to be lectured by a thief. And V says that, you know, they weren't always a thief. They aren't, they aren't always what they were now. And that Takamura didn't always look like a bum. And says they're free, you know, he's free. Oda is free to join them at the bottom. And if he doesn't want to, then he needs to tell Hanako about Yorinobu. And he just walks away and doesn't say anything. But Takamura says, well, that should be food for thought for Oda. But unfortunately, nothing's going to come out of it. And V's like, well, why not? And he says, well, Oda is afraid of making a mistake because he's a perfectionist. So it's just kind of like, well, what the fuck did you bring him for? Yeah, then what was the point? Takamura, if you didn't think he was going to help us, you know, which. Yeah, like, it, why? Right. So, you know, um, V will ask Takamura if he has any more contacts and Takamura's like, no, just him. And, you know, you have a couple more dialogue options to say, you know, hey, we tried. Um, or you can say, you know, I knew we'd crash. But either way, you kind of land in the same place, right? Uh, Takamura starts talking about that you, even though the conversation didn't really go anywhere, you still got some useful information about the parade. 
And Takamura says if he can get to Hanako during the parade, or if he can get to Hanako during the parade, then that'll be his chance to talk to her. And says they'll need, need to do some recon, and they'll need a map of Japantown. So he asks if you know a local fixer. And of course you do, Wakako. And if you don't remember, Wakako is the, the fixer that you worked with in the very beginning of the game when you went to go save Sandra Dorset. So, uh, but so, you know, V and Takamura, they head over to Jig Jig Street. They have some like little banter in the car. You know, you ask Takamura what's going on Arasaka. He doesn't know because he's not there. You can only watch TV just like you. And, you know, the only thing he does mention is that they insist everything is fine. They put smiles on their faces, but the bigger the smile, the, uh, the wider the smile, the bigger the lie is actually what he says. And then uh, you can also ask him, you know, if, if he's okay. And you have two options there. Uh, if you say that, you know, you have shared interests, that's why you're asking. You know, V will tell him that he needs him alive. And Goro says he's alive and well and shouldn't be, and, you know, V needs to worry about themselves. But if you say, hey, I'm just asking what's wrong with that, Takamura will apologize to you. And, you know, he, he says he's not used to people asking how he's doing. And, you know, Takamura said either people like me are either doing well or in a grave. And that's how that conversation ends. I really wish these conversation pieces actually mattered. <laughs> because, you know, if they actually mattered with your relationship to the person, you know. Like if there yeah. was a, like a gauge of relationship. I feel like right, Cyberpunk right. 2077 was the uh, video game version of Whose Line Is It Anyways? Where you get all the dialogue and none of it matters. <laughs> yeah, like this, this has been a great point to like, you know, depending on what you say, you get a certain amount of reputation with that person. And you don't even have to show me the reputation, to be honest with you. It could just be something behind the scenes. Like, the thing I'm doing with Judy on my on my Nomad account, where I'm just being mean to her, it doesn't make a difference, because she talks to you the same exact way. I mean, if you select certain options, she'll have additional dialogue, and that's it. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I could be nasty to Judy this entire time, and she would still, I would still be able to, because my, my nomad's a female character, I'd still be able to have her as a love interest if I really wanted to have made that decision at the last moment. Oh yeah, so for example, Pan Am, and I'm not going to get too deep into it, but Pan Am, so I was, a, I did not help Pan Am on my nomad account, right? I did not go to see Nash. Uh, uh, I didn't, I, sorry, I did not go to Nash's hideout as Pan Am. And I was when I helped Pan Am on my nomad, sorry. And um, I got the call anyway from Pan Am that Saul got kidnapped. You know, and we're going to talk about this uh, definitely later in the show. Not in this episode, but later in the series. And I selected the option that I don't have time to help her. That's the option I selected. And when I selected that option, I, I just wanted to see what the dialogue was going to be. Because I fully expected I would not be able to pick that mission up because I said it. But no, when I s selected that option, she says... This is serious, V. You know, I'll be at the Aldocado camp if you change your mind. Okay. So you can still do the mission, yeah. So I guess the only one I know for sure that can cut out options or option, as far as I know, one option, is your relationship with Johnny. And, like, that percentage for the Johnny thing actually matters for one thing at the end of the game. Right. Yeah, like, that's that's the thing about it is it's really... um you can say whatever you want. It, there's only certain key junctures, like certain key dialogue options that you need to make sure you hit, you know? So, 
And we'll see. I'm also being mean to Johnny on my Nomad, too. So she's just being mean to everybody. <laughs> she's angry. She, she's miserable. She's being mean to everybody. She's, yeah, it's a selfish character. I'm doing it on purpose. So, like, you know, she left her clan. Jackie's dead. She, he was the only one she cared about. Nah, that, that's a, so, you know, somebody's got to role play around here. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to the be not CD doing Project Red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so no like yeah, that that's that's just the personality i have for that character so you make it to wakako and when you get there she's actually on the phone with rogue and apparently a group uh of people like i guess they rogue was doing some operation or her people were doing some operation and they got jacked by a bunch of people and rogue thinks it's wakako who thinks it's it was the tiger claws and wakako is like assuring her that it wasn't the tiger claws my thing about that, though, I, one, I wish I kind of had a little reference to what they were talking about. Like, maybe you saw something, maybe you got a shard. Maybe there is one out there, and I just missed it. But Rogue is too connected to not know who who who, who jacked her shit. You know what I'm saying? You know? Uh, so, yeah, like, it would have been nice to see, like, them playing a little political game back and forth. Maybe, and, and I can dream a dream, maybe even making it so that you got to kind of pick pick a side at some point, you know? Like, who are you going to side with, Wakako or Rogue? You know, so. Um, but, you know, Wakako says it's nice to see you and uh, wants to know who your charming friend is. Uh, Takamura introduces himself in Japanese, says the honor is his. And Wakako says, oh, it's a true gentleman. And it's a shame that he's being hunted by Harasaka. So she already knows who Takamura is, like, at least by name. Maybe she didn't know what he looked like, which I find hard to believe. But, um, you know, by name, at least, she knew who she was. It's the same thing Rogue did when Rogue acted like she didn't know who you were and then said your name. And then all of a sudden, oh, you're the guy that fucked up Kempeki Plaza. <laughs> you know, you're the one that had the biggest botch in history. See, I kind of felt like, you know, after this scene, like, you know, he called her up and was like, hey, you want to go get sushi? Because I don't know, it seemed kind of like a little flirty. I think he was just being respectful, and he has bigger problems right now. <laughs> Not to mention, Wakako is is definitely older than him. Yeah, I think like, Wakako is really? definitely being flirty, though. Huh? Yeah, I don't Wakaku. know. I couldn't tell if they were like the same age or she was a little bit older. I mean, he looks they pretty not old. Yeah, I would. She's he probably could just like a battle worn. She, yeah, I'm pretty sure Wakako is older than him, and she only said one flirty thing to him, which is the oh, a true gentleman, and that was it. And then she got right bit down the business because Wakako's no fool. So, but, uh, you know, she asked me to give, you know, her one reason why she shouldn't notify the proper authorities. Uh, you got three options. You can say, hey, you know, we come with biz. You love Eddie's. And that's pretty much all there is to that interaction. Um, you can say that, you know, it's simple. You're curious. And you tell her she would have already made the call if she wanted. And then also there is a corporal option here where you can say the risk's too high. They might think you're involved. And V says that, you know, they'll link with Wakako to them because they know Wakako runs things around there. And she, she you know, she knows things. So, she, you know, she it, her calling the authorities on those two wouldn't be a good look uh, for Wakako. And so, you know, Wakako asks what you want and she'll tell, you know, you'll tell her that, you know, you have and you want intel on the parade. And uh, she wants to know uh, why come to her. Wants to know why you didn't get help from Dexter. <laughs> Dexter to Sean. So um, you do have an option 
to to talk to Takamura and say, "Hey Goro, why is Dex not available? Remind me." And Takamura will say that you know Dex is dead, and will um you know V will say that some Arasaka goon killed Dexter, implying Takamura, right? And Wakaka will ask if that's a threat, and you don't have to say anything, but you can also say no. It's just the facts. Like you could say that's you know you asked what happened. That that is just the facts. But either way, I'm pretty sure Wakako says good because then you'd have to join him. So Wakako, sorry, Takamura at that point says, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Our intentions are honorable. Um, you know, we, we just need information. And, you know, you'll go on from there. But the next option is that, like, you know, everything that goes on in this hood. And V will bring up that there's no way Wakako isn't prepping for this parade. So, you know, she has information on it. And Wakako says, well, she says, you know, she won't be mourning, but yeah, that's true. She does have information on the parade. Uh, So um, if you're a street kid, though, you can talk about Wakako's grandkid, because apparently uh, the Arasaka and Arasaka, I don't know if it's Saboro or not, killed her grandkid. Or maybe he just means the company, but dialogue line is, hurt Arasaka killed your grandkid. And Wakako says that was a long time ago. And V says wounds like that won't, you know, they don't really heal, and Wakako agrees. So, like I said, no matter what dialogue option you pick, she gives you a shard. The shard has the data on it. Takamura asks, you know, how much is this going to cost? And Wakako says it's free. Um, you know, and Takamura says what is usually free costs the most. And Wakako says she has her reasons, you know, for giving it to them. But either way, you get the intel, you pop the shard in, and Wakako, you know, starts laying out the details. You know, it tells you that the entire district will be sealed off for the parade. And this is going to happen above the city. It won't be happening on the levels that you see now. Uh, yeah, because that's a good thing because they kind of suck, <laughs> to be honest with you, that, that part of the city. Uh, you know, and they're, you know, they're saying that the platforms will fly high above street level. There will be balconies and footbridges to provide views. Anika will deliver a speech from the largest float and you get the exact location that the speech is going to be delivered. And she expects tight security. Since the last time Arasaka had a parade there, the Arasaka security infiltrated the crowd. Uh, they also deployed sharpshooters, drones, and at least one net runner. And they use CCTV to observe everything. And she gives you the location of the main access point. So, you know, that's all the information you have, which is good info for you to, I guess, draw up your attack plan or whatever type of plan you're going to have. And V asks Wakako if she's curious as to what they're going after. And she says blissful ignorance has served her well. And she'll know soon anyway, enough anyway, which is true. You know, that's, that's true. And, you know, they think Wakako and leave. So Takamura says this is the info that they need. And he says he needs to gather associates and call intel. Oh, sorry, he needs to gather intel <laughs> and call associates. And I'm like, what associates? You said you didn't have any after Oda lies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, he says he'll call you when, you know, he's ready to move forward. And, you know, you say either stay safe or keep a low profile. And that's that. Now you have to wait at least a day for the next part of Takamura's mission. So I guess, technically speaking, if you really want to, you can just skip time. but the way chapter or act two ends, it ends in in the culmination of that, right? The doing this part, because after you're done with that, you're in, you're in act three. And I don't know. Actually, I wonder if you can get to act three without 
so like without doing the Voodoo Boys mission, the Voodoo Boys main mission. You know, I I, I just thought I that maybe you did. You got yeah. to Act Three. Oh, okay. Well, no, no. I mean, but I did all of this mission first before doing. I did the. No, I did a I did a piece of the Voodoo Boys, but then I told him, "Yeah, we're going to talk about the Voodoo Boys." But I told him no. Went and did everything else and a whole bunch of side missions, and then finally was like, "Well, I guess I have to go." Tell him yes. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I, I don't mean this mission. Like, I did this mission beforehand too, but like the, like I said, to my knowledge, Act Two ends once you get to the parade. Like, once you finish the parade area, Act Two is over. So, my question is, can you even do the parade part while while the Voodoo Boys mission is active? That's what I'm not sure about. I think you can, but there's a part of the Voodoo Boys one where you could tell them yes or no for a certain thing. I told them no, and then I'm pretty sure I did the parade, and then there was just nothing to do except go back to the Voodoo Boys and tell them yes, and then Act 3. I believe that's mm. how I I went through it. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out. Maybe I'll do it on one of my playthroughs, see if I can break through the Act 3 without finishing the Voodoo Boys, but... Yeah, but now that is so. Like I said, that's the end of 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 that with Takamura for now. For now, and we're gonna talk about both sides now because this the reason why we're bringing up this this mission. Because technically speaking, it's not a main mission. This is a side mission, and we haven't really gotten into side missions yet. But the reason we're bringing it up is because this kind of wraps up a story arc overall, and we'll get into that. But like a story arc finally comes to an end here uh and and let's just get into it because you know you'll see it's actually not even that long of a of a a mission so uh but i I think i mentioned it in a previous episode but i'm while you're out in the badlands at least it happened to, to me all three times all three times i was out in the badlands i got a call from judy saying that she needs me to come to her apartment now technically speaking I did the cloud stuff first because it was the moderate difficulty. When you first drop into act two and you, um, you know, like you have the options of the missions, like you can either go to clouds or you can go to um, rogue or you can go to Takamura. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It's, it's either rogue or clouds and, uh, or Judy or clouds, I should say. If you try to go to Rogue, it says that the difficulty is high, but the difficulty doesn't really get high for a while in that mission. But either way, so some people may have done it opposite of me, but I every time I've done I've done like the Judy Clouds mission first, and um, you know you get a call from Judy says she needs to come to the apartment. You get to the apartment, Evelyn is dead. She is in the tub, dead. She a uh, Judy apparently went out for an hour. And Evelyn was in the bed. I don't want to say she was fine because she was she, she was fucked up. But um, she came back and Evelyn was in the tub. She had slit her wrists and she she killed herself. Right. Uh, so Judy is a mess. You know, she she says that she sort of senses something was off. And B tells her that she can't blame herself and that Evelyn had already made up her mind. And, you know. Judy says she doesn't really want any trouble because, you know, you say that you got to move her. So she's going to call the police and she asks if V can carry Evelyn to the bed. And, you know, V will tell her that it might be a bad idea to move the body for the police gets there. 
But Judy says it doesn't matter because to the police, she's just another dead whore to them, you know, so it doesn't really matter. And, you know, she wants to treat her with some dignity, so she wants to get her on the bed. So, you know, when you carry an Evelyn and you put her on the bed, uh, you hear Judy talking or yelling at the police. And they're basically telling her they they can't pick her up until tomorrow. Three to five business days. Yeah, you know. (laughs) And, you know, she gets into an argument with them saying that, you know, she'll come down to the precinct and trash the whole place. She calls them pussies. And apparently they're going to write her up. But whatever she says, it does get them to come because she says they'll be here. They'll be here soon. Um, so it's funny. No, it's funny. But it's weird because the police asked if she was pronounced dead by trauma team. And she's like, no, she wasn't pronounced dead by trauma team. If she had trauma team coverage, she wouldn't be here right now. You know, so it was very true. I'm like, why? Why are you asking these stupid questions? So. <laughs> Um, Judy says, you know, they told me to keep her on ice until tomorrow. You get some dialogue options, you know, uh, you can say, well, death is a daily thing for them. And you tell Judy that while this is a tragedy for her to the police, they probably get dozens of calls like this daily. And Judy gets mad and asks if you're their PR rep, you know, um, you can either, you can also say that you, you know, she went easy on them, uh, you know, and I think there's another option that says NCPD is understaffed. Which I didn't get a chance to pick because I only played the game three times. Okay, I'm not playing a fourth. <laughs> I've said it before. <laughs> okay, fair. My, uh, my favorite thing they tell you to keep her on ice. Like, what are you going to walk down to the Seven Eleven? Hey, I need enough ice for a body. How, how much you guys got? <laughs> well, it is Night City, so you never know. Yeah, maybe that's something yeah. they keep in, in stock quite a bit more here. Than, we actually have a body uh, cooler over here. <laughs> Only uh, 799.99. So uh, if you're a nomad, you can say welcome to Night City and you can say tell her that, you know, your dress says more than anything else about you. And Judy says they never should have come here. And I'm like, they, we? Who's we? Like, what do you mean? Where'd you come from? Give me information. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, you know, if you never get any of that. Now, I have not completely finished Judy's like quest line, so I didn't do like the last part with her at the lake or whatever. Um, I didn't do it yet, so I don't know if she gets more info or it gives you more info or not. But I don't think anything ever comes like kind of comes out of that conversation. So, uh, so she wants to put clothes on Evelyn, and she asks you to wait outside. And when you close the door, there's a time jump from the outside. Uh, to the roof. Yeah. All right. So Judy asks for a cigarette. Uh, you give her one out of Evelyn's cloud case. You get two dialogue options here. Uh, you can either ask her if she wanted to back and Judy says you can keep it. And she's glad that you, you're the one that has it. And this is what I was kind of, one of the things I was talking about because it's like, well, if I was mean to Judy, you know, <laughs> like why would she be glad that I have it? But you know, you'll get the same response there. Dude, so- and Every time I talk to Judy, do you guys feel like, see, I was always trying to be nice to her, but do you always feel like she's like one of those types of people that you're walking on eggs on eggshells, like can't bust a joke with her. You can't, you know, you can't say anything off or she'll like freak the fuck out on you. Like, do you guys feel like that with her? Absolutely. Cause some of her yeah. dialogue responses are, um, completely moody. like, yeah, like they're not. They don't really match what you said. There's one in here, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's uh, very uncomfortable always talking to her throughout the game. Yeah. Uh, so you can also say that she smokes some type of strange brand and, you know, 
Judy will say that anytime Evelyn put on a new face, she changed everything down to the details. And V asks if anyone actually knew the real Evelyn. And Judy says, no, no one knew her. So which makes it even kind of worse that this character was completely wasted because apparently like, you know, you, you, you met her at some one point in her life and she was one way, but apparently she was a different person throughout her, her life. That's kind of what she does, right? She adapts and they just kind of threw the character away. Yeah. Definitely a waste. I mean, her last voice line was in Compeki Plaza, you know, unless you count her like, you know, groaning and pain at clouds <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a voice line, you know, but it's a, it's a, it's a complete waste of uh, what could have been an, an interesting character. Um, I mean, even Dexter getting killed was a waste, to be honest with you. Definitely. You know, because they, they could have made a whole arc out of you getting revenge and you know, Dexter would have been out in the like hiding in the Badlands, and you got to track his ass down, you know, and then yeah. give you the option to to kill him or not, you which know? would have felt good. Exactly, that would have been way better. Uh, but you know, so Judy says she feels like she let Evelyn down, and she says that she thought if she gave her some time and space, she'd get back on her feet. And you know, you get a couple of dialogue options here. You can say that she can't. You know, the V will say, "I can't believe she gave up." And Judy will say with what she went through, she wouldn't call giving it up. Uh, her, sorry, she wouldn't call it giving up. Uh, you can also say that you don't know what to say. You know, he's like, I, I'm never good at any, any of this. And Judy says, you don't need to say anything. You did more for her than anyone else. And B reminds Judy that she had a, that they had a motive. And uh, she says, it's what brings that count, what you bring that counts. And you brought her the freedom to choose. Um, and V says she'd never imagine. Uh, v says that they never imagined she'd choose this, right? Uh, you can also say stay strong. This is one of those dialogue options we were just talking about where you can tell Judy, don't let this tear her down. And Judy just seems kind of pissed. And she's like, how about we just don't say anything for a minute? You know? Like, yeah, wow. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just like, the, the end there was just a type of thing. Yeah. So um, now the conversation, the dialogue changes based on something you did early in the game. Based on whether you killed Woodman at Clouds or you didn't, the, the dialogue from Judy here changes, right? So if you did not kill Woodman, she brings, you know, Judy starts talking about Fingers and she says, hey, you know, you know how Fingers says that Evelyn was with him for four days? You know, she brings up that Tom said that Evelyn went missing a full week before V came looking for her. So Judy wanted to know what happened with the rest of those three days. So she started digging through her virtues or her memories or the stuff that she scrolled. And she says that she found Woodman and apparently he kept her and did whatever he wanted with her for those days. And then he sent her to Fingers. Right. Um, that changes if you killed Woodman. The motivation changes if you killed Woodman, right? So if you did kill Woodman, Judy says that she couldn't help thinking about Evelyn's condition and says that everything was fine with her tech-wise, so the issue had to be psychological. Uh, so she did some digging around, you know, looking at virtues, and she found Woodman, and that, that story part stays the same. And... You know, the, like I said, it's the, the woman abused her either way. It's just that the motivation for her checking into it changed. So, you know, you 
continue the conversation, but V will say, well, good thing that they killed Woodman. Uh, they didn't plan on it, though. And Judy says that they're glad that V killed Woodman, uh, but it's not enough because there's more people like him. I don't understand why they would change the motivations when, based on whether you killed Woodman or not. I mean, he still did the shitty thing, right? It's not like it's totally mm-hmm. different, right? So, and it makes like kind of more sense, I guess, to do, or I shouldn't say it makes more sense, but it kind of makes the situation a bit more impactful because Judy is te- is looking. Judy is like, you know, looking at the tech and she's like, from a technical perspective, everything is fine. She should be able to walk and talk if it was just from the attack, right? If the major damage was done with the attack, she should be back and up on her feet right now. But the issue is psychological because Woodman assaulted and abused her, you know? It had to be something real bad, right? Right. That's why she's basically incapacitated. But... Yeah, like, you know, they they don't really kind of go through that element. They don't go through that part if you didn't kill Woodman. Because then it would give you even more motivation to go looking for him and killing him. You know? Yeah. Uh, that makes so, sense. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure later on, and we'll when we get to this, we'll talk about it. The motivation for killing Woodman later on isn't because of what he did to Evelyn. The motivation is because you're trying to the person you're working with needs Woodman out of the way. That's why you go to get him. You know? So I I'll we'll double check later. I, I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's that's the you know motivation. So if you didn't kill Woodman, the dialogue changes a little bit more because V will just the, the only option you have, you can't say that you killed him. So You'll say, I was no idea he was such a monster. And V will just say, I thought he was just the average Trixie sleazebag. And Judy says, you know, she actually knew him because she worked there. And he puts on a convincing facade. Um, it took everything in my being to not say facade. Every time I see the word. <laughs> every time I see the word, man, I want to say facade. <laughs> facade. Uh, but she knew him and, you know, she never thought he was that sick in the brain. And Judy wants to do something about it. She's just going to contact Susie, which Susie is the leader. Of the um oh god, what's the name of the the is it they're not Lizzie's gang? What are they called? Uh, I don't remember. Moxie. Yeah, Susie is the leader of the Mox, and you know she says she just wants to be alone for now, and she'll be in touch. So that ends that uh that quest right there. But yeah, the the main reason I wanted to kind of just bring that up is to wrap up Evelyn's storyline. That's 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 all there is to it, and it just really sucks, man. It really sucks that that was all she had, you know. And I don't know why they were so dedicated to cutting off the characters from the beginning of the game. Well, I mean, yeah, just, you know, just yeah, just think about it. Think about that first meeting with Dexter Deshawn. You had, uh, yeah, Jackie, Dexter, and what's her name, the net T-bug. T-bug. All cut out. Then Evelyn, who was bringing the job to you, cut out. I mean, it's just so many characters. Yeah, I I don't understand it, and I get. I know I'm not a writer or something like that, but it just seems like a really shitty decision to cut everybody out like that. You know? Yeah, it's like you like tried to game a throne, game a throneify it before you like completely fall in love with the characters. You know what I mean? Like Jackie, yeah, they I did mean, an okay job of like kind of getting you to be upset about him dying, but 
if you were with him a lo- lo- like longer in the game, it would have meant a lot more. That's why I, I just feel like the game should have went on a lot longer before, I think I've said this before, but before you actually do the mission and get the chip, if the game like had a lot of substance before that, it would have made that whole interaction, once you got the chip and everything started going south, a lot more impactful. Yeah, and, and it's just like the way they did it too, you know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, Evelyn Parker, like you really don't get to see what happens to her. You just like, the last time we talked to her, she's like obviously worried or upset, but then the next time we see her, she's like non-speaking. Um, T-Bug, I didn't even realize the first time like I saw it that she died. I was like, okay, well, did she get hurt? Did, like, wh- like, what happened? Did they, did they knock her out of the system? Yeah, I didn't even realize that she like died you know her death was like that and it was like zero impact there the jackie's only, death the only reason you know, i i realized is because you told us on the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i thought maybe she got like you know knocked out of the system or something like that but yeah that was her you know uh getting getting killed and it was like so, so fast like so i like if it was for shock value they did a really poor job relaying that. But yeah, you have these characters from the beginning that, and they just completely cut you off from all the characters in the beginning. And, you know, they give you Takamura. <laughs> you know, that's who they, that's who they this really is who you give get. You yeah. And then obviously, well, yeah, the only character that you keep from the beginning, obviously, like one is like Judy. Um, and Vic. Keep you, and Vic, yeah. But I mean, how often are you going to talk yeah. to Vic? Almost never. I know. Misty, right. I guess. Seems like he knew things too. It seems like he could have been like somebody that was incorporated into the story a little bit more. Yeah, but he wait he knew way too much. Like he was like, Yeah, man, this is some type of prototype Arasaka tech or something like that. Like he should have been like, What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh yeah, I was just gonna say when he did that, you're thinking, Oh, well, this guy might be somebody who was somebody before now in hiding or something. It's gonna come right. out later. Right, yeah, and it's just we, uh, yeah, but like, I, I don't know, like, but yeah, this wraps up pretty much everybody who was on that original on that original team. Um, I do wish it was it was kind of laid out a bit better. Uh, so you know, because just doesn't really feel like you had a lot of uh, a good closure from almost anybody, you know, except Jackie. If you go to his uh his funeral thing that they did for him, so, but. Yeah, but yeah, Evelyn Parker is gone now, and we're gonna move on with Judy's side mission, and we're gonna get that get back to that later in the series. Just like we're gonna get back to Pan Am side mission. There's a whole new character that you need to meet, uh, who you only meet via side mission, River. So we're yeah. gonna eventually get into that as well because I'm pretty sure he can have an impact on the ending. Oh, so really? actually, there's there's two side characters I think you can have impact on endings. I but- think River. River is one, and then I can't remember the name of the other guy, but you meet him in one of Johnny's side quest lines. So, I mean, Pan Am can have a huge impact on the ending, though, too. I think yeah. she can have the biggest impact on the ending. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Pa- yeah, yeah so. Pan Am has a whole ending dedicated to her. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, we're, we're, that's where we're going to wrap up on this episode today. Next week, I don't know if we're going to hop directly into the Voodoo Boys mission. I think it might be a good time to talk about the Voodoo Boys, the animals, and Pacifica in general, maybe at least a little bit. So I don't know. It might just be a shorter episode. 
Um, so we can kind of just talk about the setting, talk about the gangs. There's two gangs in that area, the animals and the, the voodoo boys and their, their history a little bit. So we'll see, but yeah, like that's where we're heading next. And that the, the, the main mission is the, the, the voodoo boys mission at some point this week, I'm going to have to learn how to pronounce it because I'm pretty sure it's in French. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in French and I'm not going to butcher, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to butcher that beautiful language like that. You just have Bob say it every time. (laughs) (laughs) Suck the blue. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's. Oh, oh. uh, yeah. Yeah, this is not what we're. (laughs) That's not the content we're looking for. Not the content we're looking for. Well, okay. Am I the only one here that's been to France? Probably. I don't give a fuck. You apparently didn't help you out. (laughs) Weird flex, bro. Weird flex, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um,. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you want to keep up what's going on with Night City Stories and the Mash Buttons Network, you can follow us at twitter.com slash the Mash Network. Uh, Bob, why don't you tell me where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. And Hog, what about you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube sometimes at Big Juicy Hog Gaming if I ever decide to post anything. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Jostradamus. You can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Church of Ja. And uh, sometimes you'll even find me uh, streaming on the Mash Those Buttons Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash Mash Those Buttons. Uh, you can also find me on our other show, the Mash Those Buttons Show, where, you know, that's a weekly show most of the time. The, the, uh, that show also had a little productions issues uh, the last two weeks as well because of my schedule. But, um, yeah, Bob was on an episode recently. He was on a recent episode of Mash Those Buttons Show. He had a great yeah, time. Good time. Yeah. Uh, so we got real nostalgic on that episode. It sounded <laughs> like old men, to be honest with you. <laughs> Boomers. Yeah. Uh so but yeah, that that show comes out weekly. Just check out the Matches Buttons website and you'll find it there. And uh yeah, like I said earlier, we'd love to have you join our Discord, which is at uh mash.gg slash discord. You know, come in, join the community, talk cyberpunk, give us your thoughts on the show, give us your thoughts on the story, on whatever cyberpunk related, and we love to have you there. Uh I'd encourage you guys to reach out uh to the show with your comments and questions. And you can do so by either on Discord or Twitter, or you can just email us at contact.match.gg. If you want to help us out, one of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and rate and review on your favorite podcast uh, platform of choice. If you want to take your support further, you can visit mtb.gg support, and you can see all the different ways to support Matchless Buttons. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash Matchless Buttons, where you can help support Matchless Buttons with tiers starting at $1 a month. And gain early access to content as well as exclusive content. Uh, we do have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons, which that's where that we're going to be doing update of that soonish, soonish. So uh, we also have Twitch subscriptions at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. There are Humble Bundle affiliate links. So if you buy your games from Humble Bundle, you can use our affiliate link. And that's a great way to help support while not getting charged anything extra, <laughs> you know. And they give you Steam codes, by the way, or whatever, like, no, uh, well, not just Steam codes. I think they have Epic Game Store codes and different store codes, too. Yeah. So when you buy from the Humble Store, you can, uh, you know, it just helps without any extra charge to you and still using your favorite, uh, uh, you know, storefront. And there's also uh, PayPal one-time donation links uh, that you can use as well. 
And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about Mash Those Buttons. And with that, we are done with this episode. Thank you guys very much. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 